This is Talk Medicine with Rob Bennett and Michigan Primary Care Partners of Big Rapids on WBRN. We're back with segment three of Talk Medicine with Dr. Harpreet Singh from Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids, michiganprimarycarepartners.com. I'm Rob Bennett, and this is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. And we've been talking about kidney stones, and well, how I don't know that we've talked uh, touched on this. How are kidney stones diagnosed? No, we are not touched. It's a very uh, good question. So, you know, sorry about that. Uh, you know, um, somebody's calling um, a nursing home. <laughs> oh, right. In fact, the metron of nursing, uh, the metron of Big Rapids, is calling right. in my really? nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when the sponsors touch in. Yeah, when we're recording a, a show. It's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm going to call them back. I I'm waiting for the MRI results of somebody. <clears throat> so well. My nursing home, Metron of Nurse, uh, Metron of Big Rapids. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> so um, you know the diagnosis of kidney stones is um, first of all, you know, I always uh, tell my medical students I teach, you always worry about the health, wealth, and do no harm to the patient. Okay, mm-hmm. so you worry about the health of the patient before you order any tests, then you worry about the wealth, whether the insurance company will cover this or not. <laughs> All right. right. So whether they have to pay from your pocket or you have to get the prior authorization for the test and make sure you do not do any harm, okay? If you remember these two principles, health and wealth of the patient and do no harm, you will never go wrong. So when the patient comes in, uh, there are two scenarios. Either the patient goes to the hospital or the patient comes to the office. Let's discuss the office scenario. Patient comes in with the uh, with the pain in the back, mm-hmm. okay? And now we have to see whether the stone is, is a calcium stone, cysteine stone, uric acid stone, uh, you know, oxalate or calcium oxalate or calcium phosphate. If you have an X-ray in your office, you quickly do an X-ray. Most of the stones are radio opaque means you can see on the x-ray if they are huge if mm-hmm. they are not huge you will not be able to see the stones the radio lucent stones means which the x-rays cannot pick are the uric acid stones how i remember u uric lucent l u c e n t so it has and radio opaque does not have u so that's how I remember. You have so many initials that you have to remember. I don't know how you remember all of those initials. You know, my practice makes perfect. And, <laughs> you know, I, I love coaching my patients. And as you know, you know, so once you start coaching, you're uh, repeating you, you're, it. You're, you're, you're repeating, repeating it. Mm-hmm. You know, repeat to remember, remember to repeat. Yeah. You know, from short-term memory to long-term memory, long-term memory to short-term memory. So, but anyways, so abdominal x-ray. If you have, now we're talking about the office scenario okay that is a if you have an x-ray if you have an ultrasound in your office you can bypass the abdominal x-ray and you can quickly do the ultrasound ultrasound how it is done it's basically the sound waves you know you put some jelly and you rub that transducer and it will go into the kidneys where the stones is the sound waves are reflected back and they're caught. 
that's how it is done ultrasound mm-hmm. and there's no exposure to the radiation the problem with that is the sensitivity of the ultrasound is less so sometimes it might miss the stone okay so that's where we come to the next step next step is a I would be afraid to get an ultrasound just for my kidney stones. I'd be afraid I was having twins. It would be scary to go in there. <laughs> Why? Ultrasound is easy. Ultrasound is not difficult at all. No, I meant because that's usually where it's done is for babies, isn't it? No, you know, that is a different ultrasound. This is a totally different. We are doing in the back, upper ah, back. Okay. So that is totally different. And um, ultrasound is not difficult. And um, the most important thing is it does not have any radiation exposure. and uh, but you know ultrasound has to be performed by the um, either the um, the special you know the the, the technician who's trained mm-hmm. or sometimes the emergency the emergency physicians are carrying that but if you're talking about the office scenario mm-hmm. the the sensitivity as i mentioned sensitivity is uh, we are ruling out the disease is only 54% times other other percent times you might not even see it so that is the second so abdominal x-ray if the x-ray is available if you have an ultrasound you can bypass the abdominal x-ray you come to the kidney ultrasound if you don't have kidney ultrasound it's just an office based practice you have the uh, patient comes in with the symptoms of pain or blood or dysuria burning sensation so you order and what i do is i order a blood test a quick blood test before doing the uh, cat scan so that you know i'm not exposing uh, the patient with the contrast mm-hmm. and uh, in the characteristic thing with the kidneys is uh, uh, though i order the basic metabolic panel and the ct scan which is done for the uh, for the stone is called a stone protocol it is a non contrast helical ct so it just it is not the straight forward cuts they are in a helical way it is on the angle the cuts the virtual cuts in your body are at the angle so even if you have a small stone this will be picked up by the cat scan and if the the best test if you say is a non helical uh, is a non contrast helical ct scan the best test mm-hmm. okay and but the first step is an ultrasound okay this is in the office based practice right that is in when you go to the hospital that is a totally different thing okay now ultrasound will require time okay and in the hospital you're very busy and plus the sensitivity of the ultrasound is less patient is going is writhing in pain and has blood or has infection has kidney failure or not has confusion patient is gone for the nursing home or you know so what we need to do is we need to be prompt in treatment what is going on we quickly do an blood work and then we send for the non contrast ct scan straight away the beauty of the non contrast ct scan the helical ct is not only you can detect the stones but you can also detect the urine tract obstruction whether the patient is having hydronephrosis or not so as i 
let's recall a little bit about the anatomy. You have kidney beans, right? Mm -hmm. Kidney. Right. You have kidney is connected to the bladder through the pipe. If there is a stone in that pipe called ureter, it will cause the back pressure. And that back pressure will dilate the above portion of that pipe. That is called as hydronephrosis. And if the pressure keeps on going up, you can go into the kidney failure. So that's why it not only detects the stone, but also it detects the obstruction, hydronephrosis are present or not. Then the treatment can be geared towards that. The other important thing with that CAT scan is, um, you know, sometimes the patients, uh, it, it is really difficult to see the stones because of flibobits, their condition, and they have a special rim sign. Again, this is, I'm going into detail. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as, as per the patient's standpoint, you don't need to worry about that. The important exception, the most important exception for the, uh, exception to using a non-contrast CT is uh, in, when the patient has kidney stones, is the HIV patients, okay? In HIV patients who are on Indinever, who developed stones, these stones are not radio-opaque. Remember, we said that some stones cannot be seen, the radiolucent stones. Mm -hmm. One of them is Indinever. And, so, and they cause the signs of obstruction might be minimal or maybe absent. So it is the diagnosis may be missed with ultrasound or a non-contrast CT scan. In such patient, we need to use a contrast-enhanced CT scan may be required to establish diagnosis. But the problem is, when we give a contrast to the patient, you can expose them to a kidney failure. So yeah. you have to kind of be vigilant. That's why we do a basic metabolic panel. And if if the patient has indinever or the patient is taking some other medications, we have to be very, very uh you know, uh, we, we have to be on the watch out for that. Mm -hmm. The next test, which was used previously, which is not used a whole lot nowadays because of the advent of technology is, uh, so we don't use this test a whole lot. This is called as intravenous pilogram. So the IVP uh, is called as you shove a dye in and you take the pictures. It's called intravenous. You don't need to remember that. And uh, because nowadays it has been replaced, uh, you know, in fact, you know, the abdominal plane film mm -hmm. has also been replaced because we have good tests. We will not send the patient home by doing, oh, I don't see any stones on your KUB or abdominal plane film x-rays. Don't worry. No. If you have a pain, if you have symptoms, we will either do an ultrasound. Ultrasound is only 54% and you still have mm -hmm. symptoms. You treat in the office, but if it is in the hospital, our first test is CT scan. So, and then the next test, which still not used a whole lot, is MRI. But MRI is really used because it is expensive. And uh, so it's not really used. Um, so these are the, uh, basically, the protocol which, you know, is um, written or the choice. So I hope 
that was uh, easy to understand. I'm trying to make this <laughs> difficult, <laughs> difficult concept very, very easy. Well, I, 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 well, the thing is, you've you've said a lot of different uh, diagnoses, but uh, w- how are kidney stones treated? I mean, uh, what do you, what do you do to treat them? Is or is it something that you, you know, just say, well, they'll pass or. No, you know, again, you have answered, you've asked a very good question. So the most important thing is in kidneys is, uh, uh, you know, obviously we know the patient, if he has history of stones, you know, once they have stone, they are coming with the stone. So what we do is, um, obviously the pain control becomes the number one issue. You know, how we can control the pain is we can give NSAIDs or, you know, ibuprofen. The most important thing is we need to relieve that pain pressure mm-hmm. that in the remember there's a pipe which connects from kidneys to bladder that mm-hmm. pipe has the muscle and cause cramps and cramps causes pains now we have to release those cramps so that the stone uh, is not working hard and pushing against the wall mm-hmm. and causing the pain so we give uh, patients some medications to help uh, you know sometimes we give uh, uh, ibuprofen to to relieve the pain, and sometimes we give a medication which is used in men, Flomax. You know, uh, you know this helps uh, with relaxation. Sometimes we give the uh, muscle relaxant, and so that is something that they they just and then you just allow it to pass naturally. Yeah. Then yeah, that's abs- what. So it's not an operation or or anything like that. We allow them to pass naturally, and. Uh, most stones which are less than five millimeters in diameter, they will pass. For stones larger than four, uh, you know, if they are more than ten millimeters, it will be difficult to pass. So then, at that point, we need some lithotripsid. Sorry about that. <clears throat> we need to uh, uh, crack the stone with that shock uh, therapy, which the urologist will uh, do it, and uh, and and. Uh, you know, they will uh, burst the stone out and it will go out in the small, small pieces. Oh, and still okay. you need the medications like Flomax and sometimes there's a medication, a Philippine, they, we can give that. Mm-hmm. And four weeks of therapy, this, there was a study, um, you know, let me just pull that study out, a very interesting study. They said, uh, you know, now the Flomax people, one of the patients came in and said, why are you giving me Flomax? Flomax is given for the prostate or, you know. Mm-hmm. So I said, this medication... Uh, helps to relieve the um, the spasms. Oh, and nice! So they say that. Um, okay, I don't see. I can pull it. But anyways, that was a study which uh, um, a patients who had stones. In addition to uh, that, uh, nowadays they are using the phosphodiesterase uh, tadalafil. Well, their names, you know, but again, that's how the kidney stones are treated. So after all of this, is there a way to prevent kidney stones? I mean, is there a way to drink more water? Does that help? So water is a, you have to uh, focus a lot of water intake, and that will really help to decrease the kidney stones because you're flushing it. And then there are uh, other uh, things which you know there are two schools of thought one schools of th- one school of thought says that um, you know it is good then to change the nutrition habits but uh, there are specific instructions for that for calcium oxalate stones 
remember that we said calcium oxalate stones uh, reduce sodium reduce animal protein and getting enough calcium and getting in enough calcium for calcium mm -hmm. phosphate again reduce sodium reduce animal protein and getting enough calcium so there are medications to reduce that so you know there are a lot of things which can help with the kidney stones all right well, this has been very interesting. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm sorry, it was a little complicated, but <laughs> it's a complicated topic, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and the nursing home is calling me in between. Okay. In Metron <laughs> of uh, Big Rapids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This has been Talk Medicine with Dr. Harpreet Singh from Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids. Also, uh, you can get them at michiganprimarycarepartners.com. I'm Rob Bennett, and this is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Medron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. Thank you. This has been Talk Medicine with Rob Bennett and Michigan Primary Care Partners of Big Rapids on WBRN.